Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 46 of my weekly gaming show, where once a week I will just talk about video games. I am a huge video game guy. I've been playing video games for well over 20 years now, damn near my whole entire life. And I just love talking about them. Rather new games, old games from my past, gaming topics, top 10 lists, you name it. If it's got gaming, I'm probably all about it. So this week we are going to be taking a look at the massive, massively popular? I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of people love Persona. I love Persona. So this week I am talking about Persona 4, a game that I have been playing through for quite a while now. It is a very big JRPG and finally I got through it and we're going to spend today talking about it because oh baby what a fantastic little video game. Not a little big video game is Persona 4. So before we get into all that Persona talk let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so. So As always, I encourage you, the listener, to let me know what you've been up to over the last whatever. If you're into a really awesome television show you just can't stop watching, or you saw a movie that you feel everybody needs to know about or should be watching, or if you're playing a video game that you just can't get enough of, I would love to know about it, man. There's just so many damn TV shows and movies and video games out there nowadays. There's just no way I'm able to keep on top of everything, so I love a good recommendation every now and again, especially if it's something I've never heard of before and you really liked it, there's got to be something good about it, right? So I like to take a good mental note. If uh, someone lets me know about something that they really liked, one day I'll probably get to it, and that would be awesome. So let me know what you've been up to, as I will let you know what I've been up to. So let's start off with some... Let's start off with some TV shows. So my wife and I were on Netflix the other day, and we saw the Anna Nicole Smith documentary there that was on Netflix... Very interesting documentary. It was it was good. I was trying to fucking put my finger on who Anna Nicole Smith was. And uh, the second she said she was in the mask, I was like, oh, shit. I remember you. I remember you. She is a very, very, very beautiful woman. And she played a very beautiful woman in the mask. And I used to watch the mask all the time growing up. So that's where I remembered her from. A pretty, you know, sad story. You know, this is what happens when uh, fame gets the better of you sometimes. So I thought it was a, a fine documentary. It wasn't really anything that I haven't really heard before. It wasn't like, oh my God, there's this crazy story in it that you just have to hear about. But you want to hear about a, a interesting Hollywood story kind of going wrong, uh, check out Anna Nicole Smith documentary. It was, uh, it was a fairly decent watch on Netflix. So we did that. Uh, I watched, um, finished off Full Swing, the the golf show there on Netflix. I mean, it was fine. Uh, hilarious now that the whole live golf thing, uh, they just merged with the PGA or whatever the fuck. So, wow, uh, golf really has just been kind of become the laughing stock. And wow, dude, um, their whole thing was like, oh, we're not gonna take that blood money from Saudi Arabia and all that shit. And then you know, everyone's got a fucking price, man. Eventually, they threw so much money at them, they just couldn't say no. And it just makes a lot of people look like fucking two-faced scumbags. And there's some really good people, really good professional golfers that 
wouldn't take the money. They wanted to keep a good reputation. They wanted to keep golf in good standing. And then they, you know, they let millions and millions of dollars just walk off and all for nothing. They ended up merging together anyway. So I feel pretty bad for those guys in particular. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what the future of God barely knew a damn thing about golf in the first place. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that show goes on going forward and uh, how they're going to uh, kind of walk back all the comments that they said about Live Golf in that first season. So uh, interesting watch. It's probably going to only get more interesting with, with this merger, but um, I guess it was a, a good watch. Honestly, I wasn't like fully invested into it. It was kind of something that would be on in the background if I'm doing something, but I thought it was decent. Like I did learn a lot of new things about golf and... And, um, yeah, it was pretty decent. Speaking of learning new things, now this one I did watch and I watched intently, and that is Chimp Empire on Netflix. I was going crazy on Netflix this week, y'all. Getting crazy up in here. But this one was basically recommended. I was listening to an episode of Joe Rogan. They had the director of this uh, docu-series on it. It's a four-part series on the chimps in... uh, Fuck, Nagano, Nagogo or something, Nagogo. I don't know. It's about chimps, okay? It's about this massive, biggest group of chimps known ever to exist. And they're following along these chimps. And you're learning the hierarchy. You're learning how these chimps operate. You learn so much interesting stuff about chimps, man. And I was blown away. I was so into this documentary. Like, literally... Not on the edge of my seat, but I was just... I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was so interesting. Um, I don't... If you don't like animal on animal violence, then uh, don't watch this. Because there there is some animal violence. I mean, me personally, you know, growing up, uh, I've always thought of monkeys to be like loving, sweet, awesome creatures and so on but they're actually extremely ruthless dangerous animals um that will fuck you up in a second if if you're not careful and uh they made that pretty like known in this documentary and there's some things uh that monkeys or chimps do in here that i wasn't fully aware of that they do so it's not something that i would say sit your five-year-old child down and learn about monkeys together now there's definitely something you'll learn um there's just maybe some things in there that may not be child friendly so you could take that for what it is but if you're interested in monkeys i i'm not like all in on monkeys or anything i just love nature love animals and i'm a sucker i love a good nature program i'm a little fucking lame that way but yeah dude i i I love learning about animals insects fucking water and i mean it's also very interesting to me and uh, i learned so much about the the kingdom of the chimps and and how they operate in this really awesome four-part series um i have heard i I can't remember his name the director i think it's james reed possibly but i've watched one of his movies prior and it's called the octopus teacher phenomenal movie by the way i i i recommend octopus teacher more than i recommend this chimp empire documentary because that octopus teacher thing just was absolutely mind-blowing octopuses are one of the most insanely interesting creatures on the face of the planet. I highly recommend that that movie. It was so fucking good. But this is his most latest work and uh, very 
I, I imagine this is like the first time that chimps have ever been filmed this closely with this, you know, this clear of a picture. And it was extremely interesting, man. Like, honestly, the, the chimps did not give a fuck about the cameraman. They just went on and lived their lives. And you get like they name the monkeys and everything. So you're like, oh, fuck, here come. There was a monkey named Gus in there that was my boy fucking Gus he's kind of like this outcast chimp and uh, that was my boy man it was really really cool I highly recommend it for your nature lovers or if you just want to fucking I don't know watch something that isn't going to like kill your brain cells maybe you want to learn something try out Chimp Empire and My Octopus Teacher because that one's fucking excellent as well I watched um, the first half of the nine. I believe it's called 90s The Last Great Decade a uh, little two-part documentary series on, I believe this is on Disney+. Plus. And me, I'm, uh, I, I don't really know if I could, I was born in 1993, so I grew up semi in the 90s, you know, but, you know, like, I was, I was seven years old when 2000 rolled around, so, like, I don't know how, you know, into the 90s I was. Like, it wasn't like I was fucking engrossed in politics and all that shit back then. So it was kind of fun for me to go back and see what was actually going on around me when I was a kid that I wouldn't have been aware about. But all in all, it's kind of stuff that I've all heard before. It's a lot of a lot of politicking, uh, Bill Clinton stories and stuff like that, uh, L.A. riots, you got the O.J. Simpson stuff coming up, and it was interesting. It was, I liked it. They're, they're, now they're claiming that the 90s was the last great decade. Maybe, I don't know, man. Like, um, I thought the 90s personally was a little bit boring, but again, what does a fucking child, like, I didn't know anything what was going on back then, but, um, it was solid. I mean, it was just something that I threw on. I thought it was fairly, it was, it's been on my list for like fucking years now. So I figured I'd just throw it on first half. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't really anything that I found overly like amazing or anything that I didn't overly know about already. Um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, if you want to learn about the nineties, it's probably a good way to go about it. They do, um, discuss a, a variety of topics. I mean, but they do stick, uh, mo- like a lot of it is politics and stuff, stuff that was the presidents. That's always a big topic about what was going on at the time is generally like what, what's happening with the presidents. What are they doing and stuff like that. So they're exploring that. I had to say that, uh, I was kind of, I did like a triple take on seeing Hillary Clinton, what she looked back in like the early mid nineties. I was like, well, oh, fuck Jesus. She looked like a completely different fucking person. But, um, yeah, it's going through like the scandals of the nineties, some of the, the war stuff, some of the tragedies and all that, that was going on throughout the nineties, uh, some recessions, that kind of shit. You know, it's, it's interesting t- to me, uh, being born in the early nineties is just kind of a interesting look at what was going on. So pretty decent, not, not like amazing or anything, but I thought it was all right. And I'm still watching through succession. Uh, I still haven't made it to the end of season two yet. I'm just, uh, had to rewatch an episode there. Cause I kind of fell asleep, but, uh, it is what it is. I still like the show and I want to keep going with it. I think it's really good. And that's about everything that I've been watching over the last week or so here in terms of video games. Uh, not, not a crazy amount. I'm still playing through, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom. Still loving that to death. If you want to listen to, uh, what I think about that game so far, you can go back and listen to last week's episode where I go through my first impressions of, uh, roughly the first 40 or 50 hours of the game. Let you know how, I, how I'm digging it so far in depth. So, if you're looking for, uh, some of those, go check out last week's episode. This should, should probably answer most of what you're looking for. And I have been... 
uh, puttering through Final Fantasy VI, getting really close to the end of that one. And there's some games that I've been eyeing up. Uh, I haven't bought them just yet, but I'm very certain that I will be buying them. There's a big old uh, Nintendo sale going on. They have uh, quite a handful of games there that are on my list, but I'm not like... They're games that, like, yeah, I could buy them now, but I have really no intention of, bu- of playing them right at the moment. There's just so many other games, but the... Oh, man, what's it called? Ace Attorney uh, f- uh, Trilogy. It's on sale. I've been eyeing that game up for a long time now. I know there's a big fan base behind them, and they look like fun handheld games that I would I would love to play handheld on the Switch. So if you are a fan of those games, let me know what you think of them, if they're worth... I think it's, like fucking $12 for the trilogy right now, so more than likely going to pick that one up, figured uh, might as well, I mean uh, three games, 12 bucks, can't really go wrong here they're all pretty good Uh, eyeing up the Castlevania Advanced Collection I mean, uh, those have been recommended to me, I really want to play those games, so I'm going to pick that up as well so that should be a lot of fun and not too long ago uh, a game was kind of leaked which, uh, I mean, I just I had to throw this in because I just happened to be talking about Persona, but they leaked uh, a week or so ago that Persona 3 is getting a remake, and it could be, possibly, they're kind of taking Persona 1, 2, and 3 and mixing it together for a whole new remake. All I can say is that I am fucking 10 out of 10 excited for that. I... I it looks great. I mean, I'm just a yes. I'm amped because I heard some things about Persona 3 that... Um, that I don't think I would like very much, and I was I've considered playing through Persona Three because they re-released that one as well. I was going to pick that up on the Switch actually. And oh, hey, hey, can you make a little bit more noise back there? I, you know, I'm just trying to make a podcast. You know, apologies about that. My cat is taking a massive dump right now and letting everybody in the world know about it. But uh, what was I saying? Something about Persona? Well, anyway, I'm really excited for that Persona 3 remake. I have no idea when that game is going to come out. But when it does, I'm going to be super duper interested in it. And and yeah, I'm going to want to play it. But we'll have to wait for that game until it comes out. So let's that's enough. Let's talk about freaking Persona 4. A game that I, you know, I, I thought I'd like it. But I didn't know I was going to like it this damn much. Okay, let's let's talk some persona, y'all. So just a little background on my persona history or my history with these games is I'm pretty new. I'm honestly I'm pretty new to the persona series. My first one was Persona 5. I played through that uh two or three years ago now. It was a little bit ago, and I absolutely adored Persona 5. One of my that's gonna be one of my all-timers. That game is so incredibly special i just got absolutely absorbed with it and fell in love with the persona franchise and pretty much anything that atlas is going to put out nowadays like they're they're up there now with some of my favorite publishers and game makers and um i also am a big fan of the shin megami tensei series as well that was one of my favorite games that i played last year on the switch absolutely adored it so i'm a big fan and when i heard that they were re-releasing persona 3 and 4 onto modern consoles especially the switch my eyebrows raised so high that i needed to go get some surgical help with that but 
In all seriousness, the games came out. I wanted them on Switch. I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to love them. I actually played Persona, I believe it was 4, a long, long time ago when I, I purchased it on my PS3. And I remember I tried it, but I didn't stick with it. It just, it didn't hit. It was out of, I don't know, it just, it didn't happen. So instead, I first tried it. It came out on Game Pass. At least Persona 4 did. I don't know. I can't remember 100% if Persona 3 did, but I know 4 did. So I downloaded it with uh, the the impression that I would give it a shot. If I loved it, then I would get it on the Switch. So my first playthrough went very well. Too well, in fact, that I played like three or four hours the first time I, I started it. And I was like, oh, too far now. So I'm just, I dedicated to the Xbox. So I played this on my Xbox through the old Game Pass, which is nice because I barely have touched the poor Xbox in a while. So it's nice to get on the old Xbox. So let's let's talk about what this game is because uh, I feel like Persona, it's, it's well known to the people that know of it, but it's completely unknown to others. So this is your... Now, it's not your prototypical JRPG, but I guess if we have to put it in a class, it's a JRPG, but it also has like kind of a life sim element to it as well, and a absolutely dynamite story and dynamite cast members. Now, this is kind of the formula for Persona games, as far as I can tell. There's generally a school dynamic. You're going to be going to school, and you're going to be meeting your friends, and, and you're going to develop friends and all that stuff. So... Boil it down. It's a it's an RPG, turn-based RPG, and it's I would have to say that the game is kind of split up into two sections. You got your dungeon crawling, where you're going in uh, to dungeons and you're fighting enemies, and you're leveling up, you're learning new abilities, you're you're yeah, and your your normal RPG stuff. But then the other half of it is you developing relationships with your friends and and bonding and creating more powerful bonds with them you're going to school and you're also trying to upgrade your other just like personal abilities your your courage your intelligence your diligence and stuff like that so you're building up all that stuff on your days off and you need to plan what you're doing with your off time your off time is very important and you need to Use it effectively to get the most out of your time here in Persona. So that's kind of your basic understanding of what the game is all about. So, but it is so much, so, so, so much more than that. So we'll start with the, we'll talk about what we're doing here in the gameplay wise. So with the story, you are a transfer student. You are coming uh, to this little town. You're from the big city. You're coming out to this little country town. Kind of a little buttfuck middle of nowhere place is what they refer to it as in this place called Iniba. Very nice little charming town. So kind of the new boy here. You're moving in with your uncle and his daughter. And you're here to go to school for, a, I believe it's a semester. It might be two, but I believe it's one full semester of school. And yeah, you just got to kind of settle yourself into this new environment. And you got to go to school and you're going to learn and... Meet all these new people. So you start meeting new people and this kind of mystery starts happening. So people kind of, well, someone shows up dead and a mystery has begun. So we're trying to figure out who's murdering these people. Why are they murdering these people? And it's basically up to you and your friends to figure this one out because it's, um, 
it all takes place inside of a TV. So at nighttime, you can enter into the television, into this alternate world where there's creatures called, per- well, I think they're called personas, but they're monsters or shadows, I think they're actually called. And you get introduced to these personas, which is basically an embodiment of you in a different form. So you team up, everybody gets a persona. You in particular, you get to control numerous personas. You can cat, you can catch other personas and use them to your liking. Your friends, they're going to be, you know, attached to one particular persona, which is great. They're all very, very cool looking. Along with all the monsters that you're going to be fighting throughout this game. Very, very cool uh, monster and creature design. A lot of it is drawing from inspiration from real things. Like there's uh, real demons from, from lore and culture, Japanese culture, even American culture. You have Thor, like Thor is in there. You're going to see some familiar things that you might have heard in stories. Like there's a guy called Jin, who is just the genie in the lamp. There's They got Ganesha and, and fucking... Yeah, yeah, so they got like inspiration of real monsters in this game. Very, very cool. And as you get through these dungeons, you're fighting monsters, you're level, you're leveling up, you're learning new abilities, and everyone's kind of got like um, a theme. So your one partner. We'll get very deep into the characters. That's going to be a whole section because character and character development is like the big cojones of of what persona is all about it's all about the characters and their stories and their lives we'll get there we will get there but at the end of these dungeons you'll basically you'll meet up with one of the big main characters of the game and you got to help them deal with a troubling problem that they're going through and you defeat that problem and then they they you get you save them basically you're saving them from what could potentially be the end of their lives, uh, murder, their, yeah. So you're out there, you're trying to figure out who's doing this, you're trying to save these people, and then they join your effort to try and figure out what the fuck is going on because they're the only ones that's really going to understand or believe you because trying to go up to anybody and saying that, hey, we entered the TV last night and there's some shit going on up in there that y'all need to know about. So, yeah, no one's going to believe you, especially your uncle that you're living with. He is a detective, and uh, he does not detect that, uh, you know, TV worlds exist and shit like that. So, that is basically what you're doing. You're going through... uh, Someone gets targeted, you try to save them, you go into these crazy worlds and dungeons, they all got these really wild, elaborate themes that you're going into. One is like, literally like, an embodiment of heaven you got there's a video game world that you enter into and it's really cool there's a lot of cool looking things in this game but like i said every one of the main characters they're gonna get their own persona and everyone's persona kind of has like an elemental strength and weaknesses so you got one character could be really good with fire attacks but they're weak to ice and then vice versa one's good with ice weak to fire everyone's kind of got a theme of fire you got wind lightning uh, I think I said ice, fire, and all that shit. There's other side uh, kind of elements. There's darkness and light, but no one's really geared particularly to that one thing. So as you build up your, your party of characters and you're learning more and more about the mystery as it unfolds, and I must say, I'm not going to spoil anything about the story, but it is a very interesting, pretty mature storyline as well. I mean, you are dealing with, you are playing as high school kids, 
And some of your friends are even younger, and some of the people that you know are younger or older, but you're definitely dealing with some mature themes around younger kids. This isn't like, it's not your Grand Theft Auto, like I'm running over hookers or anything, but there's definitely some mature themes to this game that they explore, you know, suicide and and all that kind of stuff. Murder, obviously. So it, there's some heavy themes to this game that, that they go into, and it's great. It's it's really just a, a great little story here that they're they're pulling you along with, and everyone's trying to work together to get to the goal of figuring out what the hell is going on and killing all these people, right? So this is kind of the one major element of the game, like the one part of the they split in half. So you got the the combat half of it, and you're going in dungeon crawling, grinding, and all that stuff. And it's probably the weakest part of the game, though it is still good. The combat and everything, I think that's all good. And the elemental abilities, that's fine and everything. It is, though, a bit repetitive uh, when you're doing the dungeon crawling. They don't... Now, they do change in theme. Like I said, you go from one dungeon's a video game style. The other one's all this heaven. But they all play the same way. You're just kind of going through hallways and corridors, uh, fighting enemies along the way, trying to find the right path. You're just going through doors and different passages, trying to figure out which is the right way to get up to the next level. You're just trying to go up, 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 except for that one dungeon where you're going down. (coughs) But you're just trying to get to the 10th level. And each level is just filled with monsters and doors and treasures to find and so on. So it can get a little bit repetitive there. And for me personally, when I was playing through this game, you have the choice of like, you don't, you can go into this world virtually whenever you want to, and you can leave whenever you want to. It's just that when I went in there, I went in there and I'm like, I'm doing this whole dungeon in one day I just wanted to be as efficient as possible it's like why go in today do half of it come back another day and do another half of it it's like nah I can get through the whole dungeon in one go so maybe that was playing against me a little bit I don't feel like that's the way that the game really wants you to do it it's kind of go through a few floors do some stuff come back do some other shit and then come back and fight another day me I would do like three or four hour sessions in the dungeon one long run and just get through the whole thing so like i said that probably leads to me feeling a little bit on the repetitive side when it comes to at least the dungeon crawling it's the same thing man it might be a little bit different to look at and obviously you're fighting different monsters uh every dungeon but the monsters tend to stay the same per dungeon, so it could be 10 floors of the same 5 to 7 enemies. And eventually, once you get familiar with them, you know all their weaknesses and stuff. Fighting is kind of on the back burner a little bit. So whenever I would do dungeon crawling, it was a brilliant time to slap on a podcast, throw on a hockey game in the background, because for the most part, it's kind of rinse and repeat with the combat. You know, especially once you know the weaknesses and everything... You kind of just do the, you fight the same way. There's not really a whole lot of strategy involved with the fighting. It's pretty much use your strongest physical or use your your strongest magical attacks. Now the boss fights a little bit different. Now that's where you could use some strategy. So you have your normal moves like your magic attacks, physical attacks. Then you have your buffs where you can increase your speed, your defense, attack power. You can decrease your opponents. They can do the same thing to you. So there's all that kind of stuff. Then you have like the the ailments where you can get poisoned, get confused, get exhausted, all that stuff. Kind of your typical RPG stuff. Now there's a little bit more strategy involved when fighting a boss because they got a substantially bigger health bar. And I will say that the bosses... We're pretty cool. I mean, they all have a very 
unique design. They're very big and uh, quite, yeah, very, uh, what's, I don't know what the word is, just creative. They look pretty fucking impressive, all right? They're pretty cool. Most of the boss fights, I feel like they're a little bit long. They're a little bit um, kind of grindy where they just have a massive health bar and you're just kind of whittling down that health bar really slowly. Now, I feel like I was leveled up pretty well throughout most of the game. I never really had to go in and grinding for levels. I did have to go in and grind a couple times just to get some more money, but I never really felt the need to go in and grind for levels or anything. So I wouldn't say it's a grind heavy uh, RPG like others maybe where it's like I just cannot beat this boss unless I grind 10 levels or so I didn't really have that where the bosses are wiping me out in one hit it's just that they would sometimes take a while to take down which yeah not the best boss fights were fine they were just dandy not bad but not great or anything like that so combat and everything I thought it was fine did the job it was good wasn't as good as Persona 5 and I mean that's that's how it should be, right? Persona 4, you go to 5, 5 should be better than 4. And they did some things, uh, obviously, from 3 to 4, which are a lot better. I mean, you apparently aren't able to control what your party members can do in 3. In this game, you have full reign. You can let them do whatever they want. They will figure it out on their own. You can control them fully. You can have them be really aggressive you can have them being just healing you can do all that stuff so there's variety with that i chose just to directly control all of them i had you know i didn't have a problem doing that that was fine with me and you get um you do get some combo moves so obviously you have the elemental so you're going to be dealing with enemies that have elemental weaknesses and strengths so if you can figure out what their weaknesses are you can get a extra attack and it'll knock them down if you are able to knock down all of your opponents you get like a big group attack which will do a big amount of damage so that is kind of your goal you're looking to knock down your opponents get as many attacks as you can by attacking their weaknesses and yeah just slaughter absolutely slaughter try to avoid getting hit by your weaknesses you can do you can put up certain shields and stuff but for the most part i kind of treat it like pokemon like fuck why why do a growl when i can just do a tackle you know i'm just gonna tackle 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 so that's how i played through persona got through it without much of a problem it's not a hard game i wouldn't call it a hard game no not a very hard game so that is your basically the combat half of the game which like I said is kind of on the back burner like the combat's there it's prevalent but it definitely is not my favorite part of the game it's kind of like the all right we're gonna go do some fighting now but oh I can't wait to get back to my day-to-day activities so let's talk about that stuff so outside of the dungeons I feel like that's where I like to play the most I love being outside out out and about uh, deciding what I want to do with the day so your, your day is kind of built up in three sections go to school you have after school and then you have the evening so you have uh and certain you only get one day off of school some days you'll have uh you know special day off for a certain holiday but tend to only have sundays off if that's the case for those for for kids in japan or anything do you really only have sunday off that's awful but anyway you get your one day off but your your days are split into three so you can do stuff on with your day with your time off so certain things are only available during the daytime there's jobs you can do you can go and get a part-time job there's a whole bunch of jobs you can go find out and and do but you got to have certain skills and certain level of skills like there's a hospital job where you just go to the hospital at night and you just clean 
but you need to have a certain level of courage because it's scary to go and work in a hospital at night. So you have to have a certain level of courage before you can accept that job. There's a, tu- a tutoring job where you need to have a certain amount of understanding or and a certain uh, level of intelligence, obviously. There's a daycare job. You can go, but you, you got you to have the understanding and the patience to work with children. And it's very, very cool. So you're utilizing that. You can hang out with all the friends that you're meeting. So, oh man, I don't know when is a great time to start talking about characters, man. Um, Let's start talking about some of the characters. So hanging out with these people is probably the best part of the game because this group of characters is, is so varied. Everyone's got their own thing going on. So you play as, well, your own named character. You don't have a name. You give yourself a name. I called myself... Mr. Big. If any, if there's any King of the Hill fans out there, I hope you get it. So I was Mr. Big, and I had my your main friend group that you start out with is Yosuke, Yukiko, and Chie. So Yosuke is kind of your classic goofball, kind of a you know he's a bit of a goofy guy. He's kind of funny, but he's also he works really hard. He has this job. Uh, he works at his family kind of owns a department store and he's like always working there and he's always behind and he's always swamped with work. So he's always trying to work and and do the right thing, trying to organize the hectic nature of, of what it is that he does at work. So he's a really good guy, man. I love Yosuke. He's, um, most of these people, there's only, um, so you're leveling up your social, uh, status with these people by rank. So one, two, one to 10 is what you're ranking. So you have everyone, you start at one and you can max it out at level 10. There's only one character through my playthrough that I got to level 10. And that was uh, Yukiko. That was my girl. That's my girlfriend. She's my boo, my babe. But Yosuke, I got him to eight. And on the way up there, like I'm not going to really spoil like what their what their thing was that they were what their problem was but Yosuke such a great guy man I really liked him quite a bit and uh, of course Yukiko that was my love interest so you you can choose a girlfriend and I think maybe you can even choose a boyfriend I don't know I didn't like get those opportunities but I can't see why not but anyway I definitely uh (laughs) moved in on Yukiko really fast she's just my kind of girl like she's responsible and smart and knows how to laugh and can be really goofy and kind of dorky and funny but she works at her family's inn and she's really like organized and very very professional but she can also giggle and have really funny moments as well she's just very mature girl I thought she was awesome she's also well Back to Yosuke, he was a wind. He liked to use the power of wind, and he was fairly good in combat. He wasn't my favorite. He wasn't, like, my go-to guy, but he was the only one that knew how to do wind attacks until way later on in the game. You get someone else who can do them other than you, but you got to have the right persona that knows how to do wind attacks. But, yeah, he was definitely good for the wind attacks, kind of a well-rounded fighter. Yukiko, she used fire, and she was more of your typical magic user. I used her for healing. She had benefits to her healing abilities, so she was my my healer and my girlfriend, who I semi-cheated on a little bit, kind of by accident. Anyway, um, yeah, Yukiko was my favorite female in the game. I thought she was just awesome. Uh, Chie, she's kind of the op- opposite of Yukiko. They're best buddies, like they're, they're really close friends, but... Uh, 
Chie is definitely uh, more hyper. She's hyper. She's athletic. A little bit of a tomboy kind of thing going on. Tough. She will fuck you up if you like. You you get on her wrong side. So she's she's definitely got that fiery nature to her. At the beginning, she was a little bit overbearing. You know how they could be a little loud and brash and stuff like that, but. Uh, Chie, just a fucking really good character, man. And that's going to be the theme of of me talking about the characters. They're all really, really good. Aside from one guy, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. But uh, even he wasn't the bat, actually that bad. Actually, we'll talk about him right now. And that person is Teddy. So Teddy, I fucking hated Teddy at the beginning. I absolutely fucking hated this dude. So Teddy, uh, you meet in the TV world. So he is literally a teddy bear. He's very adorable. You might recognize him. He's kind of an iconic symbol for the game. I recognized him. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. But um, you meet him inside the TV world and he kind of acts like your um, support. So he will be kind of telling you about the monsters. He doesn't fight with you right away. So he's just kind of like, oh, hey, that monster's weak to this. Or, hey, he's kind of weak to that. Or he's not weak to this. It was just, he was so overbearing at the beginning. And as a joke, like overbearing, because he's a bear, he would do those kind of jokes. That wasn't the bad part. That was fine. But his voice is just really, really powerful and very ear-piercing. He would never shut up during combat. He just wouldn't stop talking. I couldn't turn him off anyway. Like, even if the audio was off, he's still talking somehow. So at the beginning, very, very irritating character. But he does develop into a much more... um, palatable character i'm not gonna really give away what happens with him because it's kind of cool but uh he definitely gets better so if you're playing through this game you're a little bit annoyed with teddy i can confirm that he does get better he gets better but overall he just wasn't really my favorite character he's a little bit of a creep a little bit of a pedo and yeah you know uh he's not definitely definitely not my favorite he's got nothing on morigame and persona 5 i mean Morgami is the shit, but Teddy is kind of shit. So, you know, Teddy, I could I could do without him. He wasn't the best. But he had moments. He definitely, definitely had some good moments in there. We'll talk about some moments later on. Then you got Kanji, who's your kind of classic, very reserved, tough, got a big shell up, and uh, he doesn't want anybody to know anything about him. But, man, he is really different compared to that style of character where they're very reserved and tough and stuff. He's got another side to him that is very fun to explore and to understand and let him kind of come out of his shell. Very, very fun to uh, get this guy going, right? That's kind of how it is with everyone. Like, everyone's kind of reserved and a little bit shy at the beginning, but the more you spend time with them and the more you hang out with them, you'll learn more about what's going on with their lives. You understand them, understand what's going on in their head. It's a lot of fun. It's really addicting and very rewarding. The character development by far is the best thing about Persona. The character development is amazing. It is so good. You're so invested in all these characters except for Teddy. And God, I just want them all to be my real friends. But Kanji, that that hard exterior and such an interesting center. I mean, what a wild guy. I really wish I could have gotten his social... Uh, to Max because I, w- I would have really liked to see you know what what's 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 the deal here what's going on with this guy he was awesome really like Kanji he was a lightning guy he liked to use lightning mostly a physical guy he had very high attack strength low magic abilities uh, Chie she was um, she was 
ice. She liked ice. And uh, again, another fairly well-balanced character. Her and Yosuke, both kind of well-balanced. Yukiko, magic abilities. And Kanji, you got some uh, good power. And then you get the later-on characters. Now, I feel like these are probably characters that were added in the Golden version. So I'm playing Persona for Golden. And I feel like uh, it's probably similar to what they did with Persona 5 Royal, where they added in some new characters. So um, people here, this might be where things get a little different for people that didn't play Persona 5 Golden and played the normal one, because these might be new characters here. I'm not 100%. But you got Risei. She is another character, a little bit overbearing, uh, kind of your classic girly girl. She's a uh, she's a famous musical artist, so she's very well known, and especially in the little town when she shows up, and she's fine. She's not like my favorite. She's probably my least favorite of the female characters, uh, just because she was kind of so overbearing, and she was always like, she just wanted. She's a, a lot. She likes the attention and all that kind of stuff. So kind of your prototypical character like that. And since she did kind of come into the game late, I didn't get to really deepen that bond with her very much I think I got her to like level 6 and I would say things with the characters really start like you get to really understand them around like level 7 level 8 that's when like the big shit starts happening with them but uh yeah didn't get to uncover her too much she was a fine character but one that I definitely wanted to know more about and then you got arguably maybe the most interesting character in the game you got Nieto who is um she she um i i don't know it's i it's she's a hard one to talk about he she i don't it's you know what i'm saying i kind of just leave it at that right but um he or she comes in she's very reserved he very professional and um really enjoyed this character there is a uh, a scene later on in the game that you really get to learn and like open her up a little bit very very fun i love these kind of characters that are really shy and reserved but trying to act super professional but when you you kind of tease them a little bit with some fun they're like ooh, and you you know they're gonna have a lot of fun but you gotta like you gotta get them there right so she was a really he was a really good character really like nato and that's just your cast of like the main characters there's a whole bunch of side characters that are great too so every one of these characters once you start to establish a bond with them it will unlock a it unlocks the bond and each bond is under a certain umbrella they all have like um like a theme so everyone's got so let's just say for example i don't know if these are true but let's say yosuke is under the fool and yukiko is under love so everyone's kind of got like a theme and the more powerful you build up your bond with that person the any persona that is underneath that umbrella will get a bonus uh, according to how good of a relationship you have with that person. So you really want to build strong bonds with people because the bonuses you get out of creating personas underneath that banner of the person that matches that persona, they get huge increases. They'll get like four or five levels up right out of the gate. They get some unlocks, some cool abilities and shit like that. So you want to get those, um, those social things built up really high. And it's also very rewarding and just a lot of fun. So then with the side characters, so not every single day are, are your group of friends going to be around and available for you. So you got to 
find other shit to do and there's other people to meet as well and one of the first person you get to meet is Dojima he is your uncle the guy that you're going to be living with your entire time here in Inaba and he's a detective he works very 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 hard he is always at work he's rarely at home he's very serious very strict kind of guy but underneath once you start to uncover what's going on with this guy you completely understand where he's coming from you understand why he's the way he is and you you know you're just me with my relationship with dojima i was just trying to help the guy out like i understand what boat he was in He's a single dad taking care of his daughter, and he's trying his best. It's not easy, and I wanted to be there to try and help him do what he can and be there for the family. So I had a really good, great relationship with Dojima. I thought he was awesome. I got him all the way up to level 9, so I I uncovered him pretty well. I, I like Dojima. He has some good moments there, but he also has, like, those, you know, his bad moments where he's acting like a fucking crazy angry man he scares the shit out of everybody and makes everything uncomfortable and he's definitely socially awkward he's not good at talking he doesn't like to talk but he's a good guy he's a really good guy i really really like dojima and then you got little old nanako your little sister basically you come in that is dojima's little daughter young girl i don't know maybe no older than seven or eight years old and another character she was a little bit overbearing at the beginning uh especially her obsession with the with the department store Juness. She would always sing this song over and over again and kind of say the same things. Really annoying at first, but oh my god, what a little sweetheart she is. Oh my god. Literally just a little angel. She she does her own laundry. She cooks for herself. She cooks for her dad. She takes care of herself. She's so independent for her age, so smart and charming and sweet. Nanako is the fucking best, man. And there's a point in the game where you gotta you gotta help Nanako and bro, I would have done I would have ran through a fucking brick wall for that girl. I would have done anything for Nanako. Nanako, hell yeah, super cute. Just relaxed with the Juness stuff a little bit, okay? Uh, I'm not gonna go through every single side character because there's just so many. Just the ones that I really liked. Uh, Mari, she is in the Velvet Room, so she it's kind of in that TV world. There's this kind of other place called the Velvet Room. That's where you go to create personas and and all that shit. But she's there. She's a really odd character. Very, very shy and reserved. Kind of a um, little bit of a hothead. She gets very... Got a, got a temper on her. And she's a very tough cookie to crack. I did not get to crack her all the way. I was just getting there. And uh, you'll enter the Velvet Room every now and again. And there'll just be like a note on the ground. And she'll write these weird uh, fucking poems and shit. And you read them. And then she shows up and she fucking flips on you. Calling you a stupid jerk idiot. I hate you so much and all that stuff. Cla- classic character. She kind of she reminds me of my sister a lot. So I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed her. I thought she was a cool little character. Uh, then you got Adachi. Adachi's just, uh, man, he's such a fucking dummy, but he is Dojima's detective partner, but like Dojima's so professional and Adachi is such a goofball. He slacks off. He kind of lets you know secret stuff that you're not really supposed to know. So he was a fun guy. Like you have some kind of nice, he's almost like a bigger brother, sort of like he's a little bit of a goofball and Dojima's always riding him really hard being a dick, but I thought Adachi was cool. Then you got the nurse, and she is a straight-up pedophile. She is a straight-up creep. 
<laughs> such a weird person. You go to work at the at the hospital at night, and then you get every night this fucking nurse comes up to you, basically tries to have sex with you all the time. I think you are having sex. I felt like I was. And yeah, she is very, very strange. Um, I didn't get to figure her out all the way. I got I got my relationship pretty high with her and yeah, she was a very, very weird character. I was like, I don't know where this is going, but yeah, she was definitely having sex with minors, and that was fucked up. You got, um, there's a fox, like an actual animal fox that you, there's a shrine you can go to, and this fox will give you, like, wishes that people from around town are giving. They're basically little side quests. They're really weird and kind of annoying to do and uh, kind of hard to figure out. Sometimes you just have to like find the most random person and it's like, oh, okay, this is the person I'm looking for. The fox was really cute though. It was. And it would give you uh, a good power up. I never got to use it because it was so damn expensive. But inside the TV world, you'll find the fox around sometimes. And if you pay him a shitload of money, he will refill your health and your magic, which would be really useful at times, but he wanted so much money. It was insane. Now, the more your relationship grows, the less that money is, but I was really bad at making a relationship with the fox, so I didn't get very far with the fox, but it was super cute. Then you have uh, basically your friend groups of the extracurricular activities that you can do after school, so you can join a, a sports team. I chose basketball i think you could choose soccer <clears throat> excuse me and then you have your another one which is supposed to be like arts and stuff i chose music class because i like playing music so i went to music class and you get your friends in there so you have a uh, coup or ka or whatever coup and and the uh, fellow athletes pretty standard like they were fine they're just like dudes they're just like bros and shit they were fine and then you have um the girl i forget the girl who is at the music class but she was a little bit annoying because she's like your classic like so shy and so just like beats herself up about everything has no confidence whatsoever those people are a little bit annoying like i mean jesus man like you got to think a little bit better about yourself than this but she was okay i just felt like kind of creeped out because she's she's quite a bit your your uh your junior and she definitely seems like she would like a relationship with you and i was like nah dog i ain't swinging that bat right here so i'm good but she was fine and then you got i believe her name is i or a uh she's your classic fucking self-centered rich girl who is like oh you come with me you come shop with me you buy this you carry my bags and stuff but then as you get going, she starts to reveal more about herself, how she used to be a fat girl and she's got all these self-doubts and you're like, oh, okay. You start to understand where this attitude and all this stuff comes from. So those are like kind of like, I know I'm missing characters, but those are the ones that just really jumped out and I, I really enjoyed. There's so many of them, man. And there's even relationships that I didn't even find. Like there's a few of them I just didn't find, couldn't figure, I couldn't find them all. So that is a big important part of this game. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. Sometimes it just comes out of you. you kids, there's nothing I can do about it. Apologies. But um, yes, uh, social relationships is a huge part of Persona. That's what you're going to be doing with a lot of your off time. There are other things you can do with your off time. Because like I said, some days you may go around and there may not be people to hang out with per se. So there's other things that you can try, you can do. You can do stuff after school. You can go to the library, pick up some extra study time, which will help you with your knowledge. 
and even when you're you partake in class as well like so most of the time it's just like a question uh you'll be in the class and your teacher will be going on with their lecture and they'll be like hey you like what and they'll ask you like an actual like fucking good question that you're like oh fuck i have no fucking idea and if you're not paying attention like a lot of the times the answer is within whatever was in that lecture they're talking about so you want to pay attention and you i actually learn shit like there's some really like the questions are not your typical questions they're very out there and um as you're going through the semester, you will get exam time. So uh, I think it's like three or four exams in your semester and they're really fun. I really like them. It's basically a pop quiz uh, and they'll go through like uh, random questions that they're asking you throughout the semester and they'll put them on the test and you gotta get it right. And I, uh, I got the top marks in my class and shit and you get like more appreciation and shit. So you're even partaking in school stuff and the teachers will even pick on your friends in class and then your friend will be like, hey, do you know the answer? And if you get it right, it'll like boost your relationship with them. So there's like, oh, there's just so much going on. Uh, like I said, after school, you can do uh, studying, you can go buy books and you can then go read the books, which will give you skills. You can go do jobs after school. There's fucking... Uh, what do you call it? Side quests that you could do. There's there's a gardening thing that you can do. So you can you have a little garden at home that you can plant your veggies. And the veggies actually give some pretty decent benefits. I grew so many tomatoes because for some reason you can't buy anything in this game that will refill your magic. And the only thing, the only way I could do it is rather finding items in the dungeons that would only restore a little bit. Or these tomatoes that I can grow a bunch of them and they restore a little bit, but I can grow so many. So I was doing a lot of tomatoes. They all have some pretty good benefits. So I, I was doing a lot of the gardening. You can spend like actual time with the gardening, maintain your garden. So then you can get better yields and faster yields, all that shit. Uh, like I said, building persona, helping side folk. There's a lot to do. There's even like, there's other sections of town you can go to. So you can go to Juness. There's not really much to do there other than go into the TV worlds where you all meet up. You can go to, uh, I believe it's Okina City. It's like a little city. I didn't really like that place. There really wasn't anything of interest to do. You can go to the movies and there's like a clothing shop up there. Not really much. A uh, fun little moment where you and your friends all buy scooters and you get your motorcycle licenses so you can all drive to the city and shit. So that's something you unlock later on in the game. So you can go up there, do that shit. There's a lot going on, man. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to do. And it is just so much fun. It's it's an, it's almost as addicting, addicting of a game loop as like a Stardew Valley or, you know, your Harvest Moons where you're just like, oh, I just want one more day, one more day. Oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, I'm going to hang out with Yosuke. And then tonight I'm going to go get fucking sexually assaulted by the nurse at work. And like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to plant some veggies. It's going to be dope. But fuck, man, there's just building the relationships. I can't stress that enough how good it is man like like i i've said this a few times throughout this podcast history I'm not a big story guy like stories if it's got a good story great uh it's just even a lot of games struggle being able to tell me that story in a way that i'm engaged with it throughout the gameplay and so on and so forth so many games struggle with that where it's like okay here's a cutscene, and then five hours of gameplay and then another cutscene. you're like wait 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 i don't really know what was going on and you know what i'm saying but this game just kind of ties a nice story together, brings it all around, and there's so much going on. Oh, my God. 
and you will have these incredible moments with your friends, man. I, I wrote down a few here. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit vague with some of them just so I don't spoil the moments, but man, these were some good times. I mean, the first one I got is everyone got together one day and we're all trying to make omelets and <laughs> everyone's omelet tasted like shit. No one knows how to fucking cook except for me. So I love that moment. That was so fun. Uh, going to the beach with everybody, that was dope, man. That's when we all get our our motorcycle licenses and then we all get together in the summer. We all make the big road trip out to the beach and have a fucking wicked day out on the beach. Fucking Kanji loses his little Speedo. Oh my God. Like, everyone was getting all excited because like, oh, now just, you know, note this. They're all in high school, so everyone's sexually charged and all the guys are like, oh, I can't wait to see the girls in their bikinis and stuff. And then Kanji... The tough exterior guy, he comes out rocking a Speedo, and he's like, what? It's so fucking good, man. I love that. The beach was great. Uh, You go on the school trip with your friends, and you kind of accidentally get drunk. And, oh, man, there are some sides of the characters, especially Yukiko, that you see that is so fucking funny. It's so good. I love that. You start a band a little bit together. Like, you need to do this musical performance. And, oh my god, dude. You Like, out of nowhere. Like, you fucking crush this freaking musical performance. Sounds like a... Oh my god. Sounds like you've been musically engineered. It's out of control. And it's like... Um, I haven't talked. We'll talk about graphics, I guess, but just now that it's here, uh, you get these like anime cutscenes. There aren't really, there's not a lot of them, but you get one for this musical performance. And I was just like, that was fucking amazing. Like, oh, God, I want like a Persona TV show. Like, give me it. Uh, there, oh, man. There's a beauty pageant that you got to do. And yeah, you're taking part in it as a male. You got to go in there. Super fucking good. And then the final segment of the game was beyond intense there is a incredibly massive really tough decision that you got to make at the at the end of the game i made the right decision that's really all i'm going to say i am so thankful that i chose the one i almost picked the wrong one and then you kind of get an opportunity to like are you sure about that (laughs) i was like no no i'm not and fuck dude thank that ending like I'm shocked that, like, I didn't get emotional or anything, which I was shocked. I feel like I cried like a baby at the end of Persona 5 because I just loved that that cast of characters so fucking much. But um, I would have to say that I feel like the ending was a little bit abrupt. Uh, I'm not going to really go deep into it. It just, I kind of was like, oh, oh, it's over. And there was, like, a, a moment there where they uh, they skipped through the whole entire winter period of 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 the game and then it just kind of ends and I was like oh I thought there would be more there there it was uh, the ending was left me kind of wanting a little bit more and um it was sad like it was a sad ending but you know maybe if I knew that was the end and maybe I would have gotten emotional but I was like oh okay that's just it but um what an, an incredible game man I mean I went into this um like I was like okay I know like I'm going backwards here like I did Persona 5 I'm a little bit nervous that like because I played Persona 5 and maybe I got used to the quality of life things that are added in that game I wouldn't have liked 4 no I loved 4 absolutely now it wasn't 5 I still like 5 more but I was blown away about like how good this one was as well like wow this was a fucking good game man and there was times that I couldn't put this one down like I was like I want to play this over Tears of the Kingdom so 
that I don't know if that's saying something, but like there was times where I was like, no, I got I gotta I gotta get to the next part of the story, or I just want to do more things. Like I just want to hang out with my buddies, and like this cast of characters, man, you get so fucking tight with them. They actually feel like a group of friends like it actually feels real it's wild like you get so attached to them that's the best thing about persona man like you are going to get attached to these characters like really really attached like really attached because you're spending so much time with them and learning about them it's really awesome man it's it's something that like rarely do i ever get this way with with stories and 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 characters in games but my god is there something about this this persona formula that they got, man, that just makes me care so much about these characters. It's crazy. Uh, with that being said, all the big moments in the gameplay, we'll, we'll touch on the music and the graphics and stuff. Because, like, music when it comes to these persona games and Atlas, I mean, fucking some good-ass shit. And happily reporting that the music in Persona 4 is fan-fucking-tastic. I absolutely adore the music. It's going to be tough to... Uh, there's so many good tunes and tracks um it's gonna be tough to only pick three or four or whatever i put in an episode i mean there's so fucking many of them i will note that uh i didn't get any complaints from my wife while i played this one she she did make a couple comments during my playthrough of persona 5 that she found the music very irritating which i was like excuse me excuse me no no it isn't but i really like persona 4 music thought it was really good i liked the i liked I think I just liked everything about Persona 5 just a little bit more, but that's how it should go. The next game should be better in every way, but not not taking anything away from Persona 4. Like, group of characters might be some of the best cast of characters that I've ever had in a video game. Like, oh my god. Uh, music was great. Like I said, voice acting was sub- superb. I mean, some of the... Some of the performances, like Teddy, his voice was just annoying, but everyone was well acted. Like they, they were established. They were giving me the right emotions. They were. It was all very, very good. I especially liked Yukiko. I loved. I just. I can hear. I listened to her talk all day long, and oh man, just great voice acting. Very well done there. And then graphically, so this game is older. It came out in. I think originally came out in 2008 and then Golden was 2011. Uh, Probably wrong there, but it's an older game. And I still think for the most part, uh, everything holds up. Like uh, art style, it's cartoony anime, so it looks fine there. The only thing that I have a complaint about is that maybe the character models are kind of stiff. Like their mouths don't move or anything. They're a little bit cardboardy and stiff, so... That's there, but it really doesn't really take anything all that much away. It's just something that I notice. They seem stiff, but uh, character designs, monster designs are fucking awesome. Though they do, I know they they use similar or the exact same, in some cases, exact same monster designs that they did in prior games. But I, that's not bad. Like it, they Pokemon does it. Like is it, it, the people would be pissed off if Squirtle or whatever wasn't in the next one. Like everyone wants all the Pokemon, so. There's definitely new ones in there. There's a lot of them that I'm like, hey, I remember you. I know you from Persona 5 and so on. And so I know even some of them I've seen in Shin Megami. So they share those, but I think they're really well designed. They all look cool. There's so fucking many of them. Oh my God. 
And like I said, they do have those uh, anime cutscenes. I am a sucker for those anime cutscenes. I think they're all awesome. They look just like if it was a TV show. Persona was made into a TV show. That's what those cutscenes would would show. That's that's what it would probably look like. I love those. So all those were a lot of fun. I got very excited whenever they would put the controller down. You know, get oh yeah, let's ah oh, just enjoy myself with the good cutscenes. Those were fun. Um, one of the best of those cutscenes was when we, uh, on that school trip where we all get, I think it's that school trip, but we all, um, they go to like a hot spring and that's like, oh, that was such a good moment. So funny. Love that moment. Really good. And yeah, I mean, the town of Inaba was a nice, charming kind of countryside, little Japanese town. And I, fuck yeah, man. Just everything was really, really good. So I, I hope that I, I did this game some sort of justice, especially for the people that may not know anything about Persona or just have, like I said, haven't played one. I hope that I can convince you to give it a shot, even if you're not a JRPG person. Like, typically, I'm not either. And there's a reason why I didn't play these Persona games for so long. But fuck, man, if they if they are... Some of my most favorite games now, like, oh, like, I can't wait for the Persona games may now be like day one purchases for me because they're just that good. And I don't buy games day one. It's a very, very, very rare. There's a very small amount of games that I would do that for. And I think Persona now is in there because, wow, am I ever blown away. It's a long game. It's, it was nowhere near as long as um, Persona 5. Persona 5 is a beefy beefy game now you're talking like 120 plus hours on that son bitch i was expecting in and around that for this one as well but i actually clocked in finished it at under 70 hours so for a persona game i was uh, quite low honestly in my opinion i thought it was going to go on longer but i'm happy like i could have gone for another 10 maybe even another 20 hours honestly i just keep fucking playing persona i would never stop honestly if they just keep letting me play it but it, it's a long game, obviously. It's it's an RPG, but it, again, it's not like a hardcore RPG that like the the fighting mechanics are extremely basic and simple. So you can take some time off, like I did too. Like I would go on my Tears of the Kingdom fits and play that for a few days. I would go five days without playing Persona. I'd come right back in and no problem. Everything is very easy to get into. There's even like, you can meet up with your friends and you can run down like the situation that's going on. So they give you a little recap and everything. It's, it's not like a hardcore fucking RPG where if, if you leave it for a week or two you're, and you're in the middle of a dungeon, you have no idea where to go. It's not like that. It's, um, there's just a lot of different, uh, gameplay elements to it that just, I don't know. It's just, it's a very unique, very unique formula. And I, I just absolutely fucking love it. I'm so addicted to it. I can't wait for more Persona. I'm dying for Persona 3 Remake now because I just need that. I need it. I want Shin Megami Tensei games. Give me all of it. Atlas rules. So there you go. I hope I can convince uh, maybe some people to try out Persona for the first time. I would recommend try out 4. Start with 4 because it's a really good game. I've heard, if you want to go back all the way back to 3, be my guest. I'm not going to stop you. I've just heard some things that I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't like that. So I'm waiting for the remake of 3 before I touch it. Going to take a little break here from uh, big RPGs because I definitely want to break from those. And we'll just quickly run down all the cons and the pros and then I'll give this thing a score and we'll send you on your way. So the only things that I have here for cons is the dungeons can be uh, quite repetitive at times, just kind of the same thing over and over again. Um, but 
Like I said, I would just crush the dungeons in one long fucking just grind. So you don't have to do it that way. That's just the way that I did it. And I put down Teddy because early on Teddy is kind of unbearable. He's fucking super annoying and I hated him. But I grew to, uh, you know, bear with him. And then all the good things. I mean, Jesus Christ, the excellent character development. Some of the best in gaming are the Persona games. I mean, every character so fucking good. Even they managed to get Teddy on to an acceptable side. Great story. I really enjoyed the mature story and the thing that the the more mature themes that they went for. I liked it. Addicting gameplay loop, like a, one of those games that you're just uh, just another day, just another day, and then a big thing happens, and then next thing you know, you just spend four hours every day sitting on the couch playing video games. Nothing wrong with that. Music, voice acting, incredible. I like the art style. It still looks good today variety of enemies out there there's so many cool looking monsters out there like i couldn't even fucking dream half of them up and there's loads of content in this game there's lots to do you can replay it and try and build up stronger relationships with other people i'm pretty sure it's got a new game plus i haven't really looked into that kind of stuff how what what rolls over do your relationships roll over i don't know but it's a 70 hour plus game big rpg you can play it on Game Pass. It's a dirt cheap game to buy on your Switch. I think it's a phenomenal Switch game. If you can get it on your Switch, go for it if you don't have Game Pass and, and stuff like that. But I can't recommend this game enough. It's a phenomenal game. One of the better RPGs, uh, JRPGs that I've ever played. And Jesus, man, I, I'm sad that it's over. I'm really sad. I was one of those, you know, that gamer moment when you when a game is over and you're like, Oh no, I don't, I didn't want it to be over, but that's how she goes sometimes, but it's okay. We're in the the fucking golden age of video gaming. There's so many games to play. So I'm going to go out and try and find the next amazing Persona style game. And if you have any recommendations for games that maybe are like Persona, let me know. I would like that. So thank you everybody so much for watching. Go out, download Persona 4 right now, play it, let me know how much you loved it, and then go off and play yourself Persona 5 Royal, because just play Royal, man. I heard great things about Royal. Royal came out right after I finished Persona 5. There was no way I was going to go right back in and play and put in another 150 hours into Persona 5. Maybe someday. I'm very, very tempted, but until now, that's enough Persona-ing for me, and that is it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. You want some more content, you can go check out the links down below. Follow the YouTube page if you want to. These uh, podcasts are getting uploaded to there uh, over on YouTube now, so that's pretty cool if you want to listen to it over there for some reason i don't know why but people put them up over on youtube all the time and now i can so i'm doing it and you can watch me play resident evil over there if that's still what's going on and yeah so you can follow the twitter page as well if you want to send in questions for the podcast related to video games hockey or wrestling or just questions in general send them on in i'll answer them as soon as i get them put them on the show if you want me to or you can just have a private conversation no problem there either so Oh, and before I forget to uh, put a fucking score on this game, because I damn near did, let's let's score this game. Out of 10, what does Persona 4 get from me? It's a 9 out of 10, y'all. This game is fucking amazing. I loved it. It wasn't quite up to uh, the Persona 5, but I was pleasantly surprised at how close it almost was as good as Persona 5. But that is going to be it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cast.